Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? It's good to be back. You've got your host, Frank. Um, you've got Andrew here tagging along. Um, it's good to have you back on, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, I'm uh I'm great as always, Frank. Um sorry about my absence the past week. Um I was in the Gold Coast, sunny Gold Coast, but we are back in the bay and uh ready to record a fantasy football podcast. Um just wanna reach out to the listeners. No super coach pod this week, no beautiful James's voice on the podcast, but um we did do a a thread together, so follow the socials on Twitter at the FB Addicts and on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, I moved up to almost the top 1,000, Frank. you proud of me. Guess who I brought in this week? Who have you brought in this week? And it better be a bomber. I brought in Dan Houston. And what did he do this week, Frank? Fuck, it was so... He got Don't so remember. Many, he got so many... Drank too, drank too much afterwards. It's a bit of a blur, to be honest. No, it was pretty funny. But he scored so many points. But... Anyway, um, get on with it, Frank. What are we doing today? I'm excited. Well, I don't know if I want to get on. I don't know if I want to get on with it just now. I, we need to backtrack on the whole Gold Coast thing. So were you there to party, or you know, you got the chiseled abs out on the beach, or was it? Did you have something on, Andrew? I just um, I did my first half marathon, listeners. So there was no beers, no nothing. Very serious business trip. Um, how yeah, long were you finished? I finished eleventh, Frank. We don't need to get into it. There's not. Many, Out of how many? Don't be so humble. There was 9,000 in the race. I broke 65 minutes. I was reasonably happy. Yeah. I averaged... Um, sorry, my computer keeps doing that. Um, I averaged 304Ks for the entire journey. So I was uh, really happy with it. Um, yeah, for any listeners out there um, that like running. So there you go. That's a, that's enough running. Any chat. running nerds listening. Yeah. It running chat. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to the topic at hand. Fantasy f- dynasty, sorry, fantasy football, but dynasty fantasy football, uh, my favorite topic. Um, anyone who knows me knows that when I when I catch up with the guys, I can't help but talk about dynasty fantasy football um, to the point that they probably don't want to speak to me anymore. Um, one thing Andrew and I were speaking about this week is, and something I've been guilty of as well, is uh, when you see that sleeper notification pop up, and there's some hype piece about the next best thing at training camp and the rookie's taken over and he's been so awesome or he's been terrible or this player's looked great and they're going to break out. Um, I've been tempted and I've done it before to take a screenshot, send it into the chat. If it's my player, hyping him up, um, getting excited. We're all guilty of it. Um, but pretty much yeah, we come to the conclusion, I reckon 99% of it is just rubbish. It's a waste of time, and I think it uh, should be swaying. It's, it's swaying people's opinions far too much, um, and I think it's an opportunity where you know, if you know, if you can figure out what might be true and might what is you know just camp hype, um, you might be able to sort of help your dynasty team as well. Um, we see a lot of it, so we want to pretty much take some time, go through some of these headlines and some of the common things that we see in the off season um, regarding these hype pieces that uh, always seem to come out, Andrew. Yeah, um, when you brought this, this is Frank's pod, and I, yeah, when you brought this up, I thought it was a great idea because you know we're all we're all human at the end of the day, Frank. We all, when we see our player or something that affects our player positively, we um tend to not look at the other side. You know, nothing can bring us down. It's uh, 
I don't know, it's fantasy dynasty football runners high. It's like a what's the endorphin hits and um yeah, so we're just gonna let everyone know what's real, what's fake and um yeah, what uh what we should um what actual what what actually matters. That's what I was trying to say. So yeah, excited to get into it, Frank. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, we always look at our players with well, I believe the term is rose coloured glasses. Um for the for the older people in the audience, that's like an old timey sort of saying. Um, but Frank, the first oh, one, straight off twenty five. Relax, you're not old, man. Why are you saying rose coloured glasses? Rose coloured glasses. You haven't heard that saying before, Andrew. I have, but you're making it sound like it's an old timers, and you're like a fifty year old man with the wisdom. Come, come. Yeah, well, it's not like what what are the kids saying these days? Riz. Oh, I riz. Um, we're not we're not with it, Andrew. We're not with it. Let's not pretend that we are. No, we're not with it. We've gone past it. Um, the first one, <laughs> the first one straight off the back today. Um, that you know, that we would have got this morning, um, Australian time. That is, Sky Moore taking quote taking a good jump. Like, what is that? What are we? What value am I getting out of that? Um, he's saying this is a quote from. Uh, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Sky was one of the higher targeted receivers. He had close to the most catches. I think he's taking a good jump. The quarterback trusts him. We saw Sky Moore last year. He's not good. The Chiefs went and drafted a wide receiver in the second round. They obviously don't believe in Sky Moore, who they sent, spent a second round pick on last year, if they go and add another wide receiver. So why is this hype piece supposed to make me think that he's good? I mean, it's great for someone who, you know, picked him up uh, this offseason for like a third or a fourth round pick. Maybe you could try and flip him for a, a second or a third again, but I'm not sure what kind of value he's going to bring to your team anyway. So if there is someone in your league that sort of bites at that and thinks that Skymore is going to be a thing, I mean, try and exploit that. But would you agree with that, Andrew? Like, what's what are we getting out of this? I think it's just a waste of everyone's time and breath. Um, well, the thing is, Frank, so you look at the Chiefs and the general person with Skymore could actually make a convincing case because, you know, who's, who's Patty Mahomes throwing the ball to and everyone wants a piece of this Chiefs offense. Um, you know, off the top of my head, the dev chart would be what MVS, um, various Tony. Oh yeah. And then because, um, Juju left, so it's like. The thing is, though, everyone forgets that Travis Kelsey is the man, and he will always be the man. I don't think. I don't think age affects him. I think he's he's just going to be there for another three years. It feels like. No, he's a great god. He's chiselled like Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. didn't even get that many targets. Like people say, like, all of Juju's targets are gone. It's like Juju wasn't good. He wasn't like he was putting up numbers. Yeah. So like exactly like um. As you mentioned, yeah, there's Kelsey, there's still MVS, there's still Kadarius Tony. Um, and then yeah, then it's probably Skymore. Um, so I mean, for someone who's really done nothing in their career, like if you could sell him off this hype news, off this, um, you know, he's gonna be in the rotation when he's not really gonna be. Um, I think it's a real savvy move to, you know, get anything you can for him because I just don't I don't really believe in Skymore at all. 
yeah, like much much of the same for these next two as well. It's sort of like these three wide receiver, young wide receiver hype pieces. It's just the same. It's this what our, my the main point of this is. It's the same pieces of information. They just chop and change the player every off season, and it's the same kind of player that gets hype and then isn't good. And it's someone that you know they rise up ranks when in uh, when it comes to redraft draft season as well. They keep flying up boards. Um, people are drafting them. People think they're going to break out. Um, and then you end up just getting burned. People, you know, make trades for them in dynasty leagues, give give away significant assets to acquire these hyped up players. Um, and it never seems, to, it never works. And people never learn their lessons. So we want to make sure that our listeners are avoiding these traps. Um, wide receiver, Terrence Marshall, picking up steam. This is a quote from Adam Thielen. So his teammate said, he shows the capacity to be kind of a big play guy. Is the Panthers, sorry, Panthers head coach said that. And then wide receiver Adam Thielen said, I've been so impressed from him off the field as well as on the field. He's got a lot of talent. Well, I'm glad he's a nice guy off the field, Adam, but they gave you like $8 million a year. They signed DJ Chark. They drafted Mingo. Like they've still got LaVisca Chanel. He got a hype piece earlier in the off season as well. Like, are we supposed to buy this? Because it's just a waste, again, waste of our time. Terrence Marshall, not good. He's not going to break out with a rookie quarterback with a stacked wide receiver room of not good players. Like, it's full of guys that aren't good, but they're all hurting each other. Um, So not someone, again, I'm buying into. If I had to buy a player from the wide receiver room of the Panthers, it would probably still be Adam Thielen. That's purely because I expect the rookie wide receiver to lean heavily on a veteran receiver um, you know, maybe he gets 800 yards and four or five touchdowns. You get a couple starts out of him. But that's probably the, the best outcome I'm looking at in the uh, Panthers wide receiver room. Um, would you agree, Andrew? Yeah, well, I mean, if if Terrace Marshall was good, would they have really signed Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, and then drafted Jonathan Mingo? Like, it is, it's the question you just um, ask yourself, really, like uh, identify what the team is doing um, and they draft a quarterback first overall and then they get pieces to help that quarterback, which, you know, they didn't see Terrace Marshall being um the guy for him. And enough. he wasn't enough. Yeah, would um would it shock you if like uh um Lavishka Chanel, that's the guy else if he beats him out? Because it wouldn't really shock me at all. No, well, it wouldn't shock me, but he got another. He got a little hype piece. I don't know, probably a couple of months ago, where they were saying they want to use him like Debo Samuel. He's not him. He's not Debo Samuel. Like what? It's just the worst. Like these these people get paid, Andrew. We're sitting here doing this for free for the love of it, and they're getting paid to write this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, just while we're here, are you are you in on Bryce? Like, do you think he will be successful his first year? Yeah, I actually think he's good. Sorry. I, I said that Bryce Young was my QB1. Bryce Young was my QB1. We go run the tape, Andrew. Yeah, I, I remember. I've still got A-Rich. I'm still firmly in that. But, um, yeah, no, I think um, I think he's actually going to be sneaky. Uh, like, like kind of Baker's rookie year. Like, kind of, you know, just solid. Yeah, exactly. Like, I reckon he's like a, oh, like a seven and game season like he's like a 25 and guy um give you a few yards on the ground like we'll be like quarterback 15 and you go oh yeah he's kind of nice see what he can do get some pieces around him 
Yeah, absolutely. He's like a good quarterback. Yeah, I agree. The next guy, Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs, and this is coach Matt LaFleur. I think that Romeo has done a nice job of really making that next step, running violent routes, violent cuts, being aggressive with his hands. He injured. And then they went and drafted Jaden Jaden Reed in the second round. They still got Christian Watson, and again a first year starting wide receiver. In Patton, it's young wide receiver, young like quarterback. They're saying, "Oh, he's got lots of opportunities. Been really good in camp." Copy paste. It's the same rubbish. Um, I know Dylan in our league, big Romeo Dobbs guy. Um, I got out from Christian Watson. Um, I got out from Romeo Dobbs last year as well. Um, you know, I don't mind uh, Jordan Love. I think he's, he could be a really good starter. And I think he could be a good player. Um, but trying to, like, pick one of those wide receivers that's going to be productive this year um, is not something I want to be a part of, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The Packers could be sneaky. Do you think they'll be sneaky good or sneaky horrible? Because I think it's one or the other. I think they'll be sneaky good because I think the defense is going to be decent, um, sort of as it has been for the last few years, like last couple of years, actually. You know, there's so many years where they're so bad under Aaron Rodgers, um, but three years they've actually been, you know, sneak, I don't know about sneaky good, but they've been, you know, probably a top, you know, back-end top 10 defense. Um, but I think they're going to be very reliant on the run. They, bring, they brought back Aaron Jones one more year where I thought – it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. He'd be going elsewhere and the Packers would be going into a rebuild. Uh, they bring him back. He's still a really, really good NFL player. Um, they would probably hope that AJ Dillon can come along and be more impactful than he has been in his career thus far. Um, the offensive line, the offensive lines in Green Bay always seem to be pretty good. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. It all, you know, it always on the shoulders of Jordan Love and his development. He's been given a you know, what is it, three years now to try and get this right? Um, and now's his chance. So we'll, I guess it's we'll wait and see, but they, they'll always be okay. They're never really that bad, the Packers. Yeah, great call. Um, so who is there at the Packers? Because it's Christian Watson. And then it's, is it is it Dobbs? Yeah, it's Romeo Dobbs. And that's really it. And they got some tight ends. I don't know how pass heavy they're going to be. Like Jordan Love. In a league where quarterbacks are throwing for 300 yards a game, two, like two game, if he only throws for like 225, but that wouldn't really surprise me if they really run heavy and, you know, he wasn't, he's not super efficient as a first year starter. Um, that just worries me a little bit. You know, they throw to the running backs, like AJ Dillon for a big guy catches balls. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously a phenomenal pass catcher out of the backfield. They draft two tight ends to, you know, they both have, you know, passing game chops. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to what to do with those guys. And I was, I, that's like I said, I got out from under uh, Christian Watson for a, a nice price anyway. I don't, nothing against the player. Um, just hard to get, being able to mitigate some risk there is always good. I don't know. Would you, would you give a third for dupes? Like I don't, I don't a third, have... I probably would. Do you think it's a possible to acquire him for a third, or you think he's more expensive than that? I don't think so. People are going to give you a third for it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he's getting hype pieces like this, and they go, yeah. "He's a wide receiver too. Doesn't have competition." The guy that's next to him, 
has got, you know, better draft capital. Um, but, you know, the, the team may view them as similar assets if that's if they're, what they're saying is truly correct. Um, you're probably not going to be able to acquire him for a, for a th- you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, it's you just get into a tricky situation. You end up with, you just don't want to be the team that ends up with all three of these guys and you've spent a second round pick on all of them to acquire him because you've bought into this hype. Um, you're just really hamstringing your team, to be honest. Well, let's play a game, Frank. Rank Sky Moore, Romeo Dubes, and Terrace Marshall. This will be fun. God. And then we'll Do I have fun. to. I think. No, I'll... Give me. What's? Oh, uh, no. Nah, it's actually not that hard. It's it's Romeo Dobbs, it's Sky Moore, and then Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall, like the fifth wide receiver in Carolina. Like, yeah, I know. Break. At least Sky Moore. Patrick. And Sky Moore there. It's a Patrick Mahomes effect. Yeah, I'd have it 100% the same, but I don't really Actually, want any. We've got a couple. Yeah, exactly. You don't want them. There's very few leagues. Like, I don't know, maybe if you start 15, maybe you want Romeo Dobbs and those guys. I don't know. I wouldn't even want them in a start 15. Um, bit of running back news. How good is this? We had some wide receiver run then. We've got a bit of running back stuff here. Panthers running back Miles Sanders uh, talking to the GM and head coach about catching more balls with the Panthers. Miles Sanders, you aren't an efficient pass catcher. We know what you are. If they do it, you're just going to pad your stats, make you look good, and the team sucks. So, like, I don't, again, I'm into it. I think Miles Sanders would be fine fantasy. I think he, like, I don't think he can be a top 10 running back. But he's certainly probably not going to fall out of the top 20. The competition they have there is Chuba Hubbard, who's probably a similar skilled pass catcher, which isn't really saying much. But they'll probably use him in the passing game a little bit. Um, but I don't think the offense is going to be good enough for Miles Sanders to push himself into the top 10. Um, again, he could be someone that, as the offseason continues, and all these hype pieces come out, they, you know, there'll be, a, there'll be a news story about Miles Sanders being the centerpiece and the the safety, the one they always used to say, he'd be the safety blanket for the rookie quarterback. Um, if he starts to rise up redraft boards, his dynasty price is going to go up um, as well. And, you know, in terms, you know, as people sort of readjust their expectation season, um, I'm not buying it. It's fake news, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, Miles has never really, you know, uh, Eagles fan here. Um, we've, been banging the doors down for like get miles involved in the passing game and it just doesn't seem to ever work um yeah he only ever really catches you know off the top of my head 20 balls maybe um so it's like it's not it's just not him i don't know why um they obviously have to know more than we do um i was about to say maybe Hey, the running back coaches that, that have paid hundreds of thousands of dollars that have played this before, maybe. Don't hold me to that. Um, The next one up, this one's good. This one hits close to home for me, Andrew. This is James Palmer TV. So he's um this James Palmer guy. I'm a, obviously being a Broncos fan. I know who this guy is. Um, He always gets his head on NFL Network. Normally not too bad analysis, to be honest. He must like live in the Denver area. It's always him covering it for NFL Network. Um, he's come out and said multiple people in the Denver Broncos building believe Tim Patrick is the best football player in the wide receiver. Imagine putting your name next to that quote. 
Like, what is, like, why? Why would you say that? It's just not true. I get hyping up players, but they drafted a wide receiver in the second round. Say what you want about Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's down year last year would have been a career year for Tim Patrick, who's had every opportunity um, to be a significant part of the wide receiver room for the Denver Broncos prior to Jerry Judy even being drafted. And they followed up with signing Marquez, I think it's Marquez Callaway um, from the Saints, and then obviously drafting um, a wide receiver in the second round. So why on earth is Tim Patrick getting hyped coming off an ACL? We know that it takes two years um, for NFL players to be 100% after an ACL. They always have a slightly down year for the most part. There's obviously outliers. Um, but why waste your breath hyping up Tim Patrick? Like, yeah, he's a solid football player, um, but he's not better than Colton Sutton. He's not better than Jerry Judy. Um, and in an offense that struggled as much as it did last year, why do we even care? I think he always sneaky gets gets some hype around this year. And I really enjoyed you teeing off on that guy. Um, that was that was funny, Frank. Good by you. But yeah, like I wouldn't even give a third up for Tim Patrick. What is he now? Thirty? Because he's been around a while. Um, yeah, he might like, as well be. Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, shit. You are. <laughs> You are the Broncos. So. <laughs> Sorry. I hope, gee, I hope Tim Patrick doesn't listen to this <laughs> podcast. I actually, you know, good dude. Go Broncos. You can't trust a man with two first names. So he's off our list. Get it. Get him out of here. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, Next one off the rank. A-Chain showed, show, uh, showed prowess as a pass catcher. Home run, run ability after the catch. It it may not be long before the rookie has a prominent role, as per ESPN's um, Marcel underscore LJ. Don't know who that is, but shout out Marcel. Um, you buy in the Devon A chain hype. I know. Uh, I think in the league that you and Joel co, uh, you guys are co managers. You guys have Devon A chain. Is that correct? I might be wrong there. Sneaky M buying the Devon A chain hype. I think Miami have been really searching for someone that can or like a fast guy that can can kind of do it all and i think um you know if you believe in devon a chain um he can be this guy like there's no one really in miami that scares me that much you know unless they sign someone obviously but um he's the dream yeah he's just they're all too old like most of jeff wilson my name is jeff wilson yeah, I just they don't scare me. Like they're gonna be good for a week, do a hamstring, and even if they get the job, really. Um, so yeah, if you Joel really liked a chain, um, and he was the real rookie guy, you know, looking at players because he's been tanking for about three years now. Um, this was his big year, Frank. Um, so yeah, I think he's I think he's good. I think if he gets if nothing changes at Miami, I kind of believe this, and I think he is someone that um. If you own him, great. If you can get him cheaply, I I would. What about you, Frank? I don't mind Devon A Chain, but it seems like Miami have been linked to heavily linked to Dalvin Cook. Apparently, they um they've offered him a contract, and you know uh, Dalvin Cook's sort of weighing up multiple offers per reports. Um, but nothing's really come to that. It's been over a week since that report came out. Um. Obviously, if they sign Dalvin Cook, that pretty much squashes uh, squashes Devon, Devon A-Chain for this season at least. Um, 
But all it takes is, I don't know, like what if it all they need, all they do is sign Ezekiel Elliott or they sign Leonard Fournette. Like he's just dead, like straight away. So I wouldn't, it's going to be so hard to buy him, especially off the hype that's coming out of camp um, regarding his play. Um, it's a little bit scary. Um, but if you own him and you got him in like, you know, the back end of the second round or like, the, but I don't know if you were getting him in the back end of the second round come these rookie drafts. Like people paid a decent price for Devon A chain. So you you probably should be hoping um that this is the kind of hype he's getting. So it's good start for him so far. Don't know if I'm totally bought in, but definitely has the opportunity. Like you said, the guys behind him, um, in Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, even if they win the job, they're a real risk to do a hamstring and be done for the year. Um, so yeah, don't mind Devon. Um a bit a little little bit of injury news just regarding Brees Hall. Um, they're saying Ian Rappaport was saying he's going to be ready around the start of the season. Um, but they wouldn't guarantee, but he said, but I wouldn't guarantee he's going to be play week one. Um, it's probably going to scare you a little bit as a, if you're drafting Brees in redraft, shouldn't really do anything for his dynasty value. Just wanted to sort of point that out there. Um, the next running back off the ranks here, Josh Jacobs could hold out week one of the 2023 season. He's definitely got to go down your redraft board. And I think if he's going to hold out this season, he's got to go drastically down. No, maybe not drastically down, but a decent amount down in dynasty as well. Cause he's not going to give you elite production this year because he's holding out. Um, What's he good for Andrew, to be honest, that's got to be pretty concerned if you own Josh Jacobs. Well, I mean, Frank, I was really out on Josh Jacobs last year. And I mean, so was I. I I I'd missed. I traded him like two weeks before the season. Well, what's really changed? Like the fact that he might sit out. That's that's literally it. Like I think he's going to be good if he plays. Yeah. Well, uh, I think what I'm trying to say is I think last year he just there's just no way he repeats. You know what I mean? Like I really didn't want to borrow him last year, and like nothing's changed. So I still don't really want to borrow him this year. So, and then this negativity, um, yeah, I'm out. I don't, I don't want a piece of it. I still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the guy that feeds Josh Jacobs. You know, when we do our bust episodes later in the year, he might feature. Um, you know, he, he killed me last year. You know, Mister Josh Jacobs, you beat me this year, but you know, you won the battle. Are you gonna win the war? We'll find out, Frank. I'm out. I don't I don't like <laughs> you will you win the war. You just call him a bust until he's a twenty nine year old running back. You're an absolute hero. Exactly. I'll I'll get him one year. Don't you worry. <laughs> Eventually you'll get him. Yeah, actually I'm you know my bust is for the year. Leonard Fournette, man, it's too old. He's fit he's washed. Yeah, Zeke. Zeke's on the bus list too. Yeah, Nailed. Zeke's done. We, we nailed that last. <laughs> Did you did you have Zeke as your bust? Yeah, remember I called him fat that he eats too many meat pies. That was a great episode. Yeah, but he wasn't even that bad. He was like the running back, like fourteen. It's like what you drafted him at. He sucks. Like he's not even in the league anymore. Get him out of here. It's actually wild. He hasn't found a team that like same with Lenny as well and Dalvin. Like I don't. God, it sucks to be a running back. Like if you, yeah. you, if your kids playing football, you just tell them nah. You know, playing running back champ, go go play middle linebacker. I mean, if you got that build, genuinely, you seen like, the contracts that the linebackers are getting these days? The contracts of any other, and you get to hit people. Yeah, literally play any other position. Don't let your kid play running back. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the next uh, piece of news uh, we've got here that I'm looking at, uh, Tyne's wide receiver, Traylon Burks, is playing at a, quote, different speed with a noticeably leaner build this offseason. Now, Andrew, I'm the Traylon Burks owner in our league. I love me a bit of Traylon Burks. Got him in a couple places. You love to hear news like this. Um, he looked nice um, in spots last year. Um, you know, one, a highly drafted wide receiver, incredibly productive during college. Um, hopefully waiting to see what he can do this year. Reports like this are good. Reports like this should not move the needle in dynasty value. You should not see this and then go, I need to go give up a mid to early first round pick for Traylon Burks. We don't do that. Um, although I do like Traylon Burks, shout out my team. Well, I mean, if they don't say this about Traylon Burks, like what is there to look forward to in Tennessee as a receiving core? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but yeah, I think they have they have to say this. I mean, I do think Burks is a good, relatively good buy if you can get him cheap, if people are out. Um, but I just don't think there's that many people that are out and selling him cheaply. So, um, yeah, I think this is just a typical, if you have Burks, this is great. Send it into your group chats, but you know, he's not going to be awesome, but he's just, he's going to be fine. He's a solid wide receiver too for your, for your rosters, Frank. Congratulations. Yeah. This is one you might not get laughed at out of the chat. If you send in like the Terrace Marshall one, I'm probably going to kick you from the chat. <laughs> All right, so now, Andrew, I want to get through these next three because these are some goodies. All right, the next one up is Jaguars running back coach says there's a lot more, a lot more big plays coming from Travis Etienne this season. Like, okay, I get that, but he had big plays last season and you drafted Tank Bigsby in the third round. Like, what? what is that? Like I'd rather just listen, like look at what the team is actually doing, as opposed to what some coach is saying, and a little hit piece um, for his interview. Like I, the point I'm trying to preface here is let's not buy into these t- quotes and these sound bites um, that pump up play. Keep our process the same. View each objectively. Um, so that we can, you know, be better fantasy players. Let's not let's, let's not buy into the hype. Um, I don't know what you think about that piece, Andrew. Really nothing to it and just a way. Like, do you, how high is ETN for you? Is he a top five guy or is he falling? Like, this is interesting because I don't, I don't hate um, acquiring Tank Bigsby. Like, I don't know. I feel like. There's a lot more going on in this Jacksonville backfield that meets the eye, but it could just be me. Like, is ETN a top 10 guy for you? Like, how high on ETN are you right now? Well, I think given the running back landscape, I think he's got to sit as, like, the running back, let's say the running back five in Dynasty. Um, You know, being the running back five in Dynasty at that position really doesn't mean too much. You know, it could be... Anything from like the running back four to the running back eight is probably like the same thing, um, just depending on what your team outlook is as well. As well, um, I think like you said, acquiring Tank Bigsby, um, it's probably a 
very low risk, high reward um, buy. If you can get him at the price of like a second or a, you're not, you're not getting him for a third round pick. I think people just took him in the third round. I don't know why they would want to just recycle that pick without waiting and seeing what he is. Um, but you know, if you can get him at like a second round pick, it's not a bad buy because like your downside is just someone that's going to be like, I feel like he's just going to be at the minimum, like a grinder at the NFL level, someone that you can give 10 carries a game to 15 carries a game to, and he's just going to be okay at a minimum. Um, but then he's someone that could be, you know, a very violent and explosive runner at the next level. Um, so not someone I, I definitely someone I don't mind, um, picking up on the cheap, like you said, Andrew, um, Travis Etienne, definitely. I would say it's be fair to say definitely the more talented running back. Um, definitely more of an influence in the passing game. They used him in the passing game last season, but not nearly as much as I'd actually expected. Um, he was more heavily used as a runner than you know I was anticipating anyway, especially coming out of college and what he did um, at Clemson, um, especially with Trevor Lawrence there. I think he's going to be great for fantasy um, regardless. Their best buds, Andrew. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I just don't think they want Travis Etienne um to like have that many carries like uh, i just think they want him to be more of a you know what we thought uh deandre swift would have been in detroit and tank bigsby could be you know that that bruiser that the guy that gets the carries that you don't really want for fantasy football so um yeah i think they'll both complement each other i'm not sure how how it'll go um but yeah i think both are fine um, acquisitions. I kind of think Tank Bigsby could be a sleeper if we do that in an upcoming pod. Um, but yeah, fine. Fine with the ETN hype. Uh, he's going to be great. And just revisiting your trade for him with Charlene. Gee, that was a brutal, oh. brutal one for Charlene. Fuck. Crazy. Anyway, move on, Frank. Um, not really a bad thing to say about ETN. I'm just um, praising Tank Bigsby because I think he could be a good target. Because I just can't envision them, you know, giving ETN heaps of work. Uh, you know, they want to keep him fresh, uh, utilize his speed, get him involved in the pass game uh, with his best friend, Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah. Do you like the Jags this year? You think they'll win that division? I think that I think they'll piss in, really. I think they're going to be a good team. Yeah, I don't know about pissing, but I think they're going to be good. I mean... There's some, that Titans team will just like bleed like nine win season to somehow win the division. Like they just, they just don't go away the Titans. Um, but yeah, no, I think they are the best team in their division, to be honest. Um, I don't think the Colts going to be very competitive. I don't think, um, the Houston Texans are going to be very competitive. So when you get four wins there, you're always a chance. Um, yeah, I would, I'd say that the, uh, the Jags are definitely favorites to, uh, in my mind to win that division. Um, Definitely a backfield to watch, Jacksonville, um, as well. So I, I agree with what you're saying, Andrew. Um, another backfield to watch. Um, the Atlanta Falcons apparently want to get uh Cordero Patterson's twenty twenty one role back, which includes more pass catching. Bijan Robinson. Well, did he go ten overall or something? Or something I think it was eight overall or whatever it was. Um, all- Almost unheard of for a running back nowadays because the offense around the star running back that you got in, and then you have someone in your camp put out something saying that they want to get Cordero Patterson more involved after you phased him out, yeah, and replaced him with Tyler Allergy, who was an average running back. 
the hype for him was getting out of control before Bijan Robinson was traded, mind you. I need to put that out there. People that were banging on the door about Tyler Elegia, um, I don't want to hear it. Um, but yeah, what like just why waste our time with these kind of like pieces, sleeper? Like just be better. Filter out the crap. We don't need to hear this. Um, Cordaro Patterson, not a thing. Bijan Robinson, definitely a thing. Well, I loved C Pato that year. He was one of the reasons I did uh, actually win. Um, you know, he was awesome, but you know, we gotta stop this. Like he's everyone was calling for the demise of C Pat when he was thirty, and that was like what, two years ago now. So um the Falcons are gonna run the ball a lot, which is why, you know, I feel like someone else besides Bijan could have relevance, but it's just not gonna be 30, how old is he? Is he 32, 33? Anyway, I'm going to check this. Patterson. This is really good podcasting. I'm sorry. 30, they're not going to, it's not going to be 32-year-old Cordero Patterson. I'm sorry. <laughs> he might be 33 by the time the season rolls around. Yeah. It's, um, you know, Bijan's probably everyone's dynasty running back one and CPAT's not. And if it's not, go have a hard look in the mirror. Yeah, and yeah, CPAT's not changing anything there. But Falcons, another sneaky team that I think could win their division. Um, yeah, they have a lot of pieces. They, Hell yeah. Yeah, they just need... They almost did it last year. They almost did it last year with like far less talent. Like I think they've done a good job this offseason. They've had some really nice defensive pieces out of Bijan Robinson. You're laughing. Yeah, they literally just need, you know, 20th best quarterback play in there looking pretty good but can they get that that's the question um but yeah it's going to be a lot of Bijan Robinson a little bit of Tyler Algier and Birch virtually no CPAT so I don't don't believe this at all like who 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 was the guy that sent this out he needs to be fired yesterday oh well I haven't put anyone's name to it but there's a link so I'm, I'm gonna hit the link we need to call out we need to call this out start a podcast rivalry with this guy um. Oh, gee. He's oh. lucky. I don't know who he is. Yeah. No, but that's the best call ever. <laughs> Just shout out, shout out, Joel at the football. Whenever oh. someone does something poor and you don't know who the player is, he just tells them, "You're lucky. I don't know who you are." Uh, it's, it's awesome. He's a menace at the. It's football. just the biggest insult because you don't even know who he is. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. For any of the listeners, Pro Football Talk said it. Apparently, oh, that's where it was reported. Yeah, unfollow. Um, yeah, break. Yeah, move on, Frank. I've had enough of talking about Cordell Patterson. It's he was. Yeah, I've got, I've got the last one, and this one so irrelevant that it's so good. <laughs> and this is from Steelers running back Najee Harris. So you think he'd be pumping his own tires? You think he'd be talking about himself? Um, so someone like taking the time to publish. So, you know, do the interview with Najee Harris, very average running back, um, at Twitter, send it out. And what he's had to say is, Steelers running back Najee Harris thinks wide receiver Calvin Austin third will be, and I quote, featured a lot in the offense this year. He's going to put a lot of pressure on defenses. What? What maybe the only pressure he's putting on defense is he got fresh legs because he spent three quarters of the game on the bench. Like, why is the wide receiver four for the Steelers with 
Kenny Pickett at quarterback. They've got Deontay Johnson and they've got George Pickens. Everyone else is irrelevant. Pat Frymuth is the wide receiver, is a catching threat ahead of this guy. Um, but, you know, props to Najee for being a good teammate. But, again, don't waste my time. I have better things to do, believe it or not. Yeah, I don't really have heaps to add, Frank. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that's it's pretty funny. But don't don't slander Kenny Pickett like that. I think he's going to be okay. Um, Frank, I do want to bring up a few that I always forget. You're the Kenny Pickett guy. Yeah, it must, that must suck. Your life sucks. It does a little bit. Um, you know what comes <laughs> what comes up must come down, Frank. You can't win championships all the time, but. Um, are you believing the Nick Chubb getting more work in the in the passing game hype? Because I'm seeing that a lot. Um, and the Ramondre Stevenson love, bit of Pierre Strong love floating around. Um, yeah, just a few more I'll throw at you. Um, where do you weigh on those two? Like the Brown, yeah, I mean, backfields. Anything more than zero, anything more than like literally zero, is an improvement in the passing game from Nick Chubb. Um, they haven't thrown the ball to him. I think he's capable. I think he's just an all-around fantastic football player. Um, probably the best pure runner. Um, in the NFL, but you know he has. They haven't used him in the passing game. Obviously, with Cream Hunt out of town. Um, they got second-year running back Jerome Ford there. He does have passing um down chops. Obviously, still a young player. Um, hasn't been in the system for very long. Um, definitely, Nick Chubb will for sure see an uptick in catches this year. I think that's good. I think he's going to be fantastic at fantasy, to be honest. Um, as for Ramondre Stevenson, the Pierre Strong love. I mean, someone had to get love like two weeks ago. It was um, Ty Montgomery. Probably, you know, probably two weeks from now to be whoever the other guy. I'm trying to remember his name, to be honest. It's so irrelevant. Um, but yeah, someone's uh, got to get a few carries behind him, Andre. I mean, it doesn't scare me. Yeah, who is the Patriots? But yeah, it's like Kevin Harris. Right? Kevin Harris, that's it. See, Kevin Harris will get some hype in two weeks' time. Um, but it's the Ramondre Stevenson show, Andrew. You know it. I know it. Um, he's going to take me to the promised land this year, Ramondre. Um, who's your? He guy? could be a my guy. Yeah, who's your guy from the Browns, the backup there that you love? I did shout him out, Jerome Ford. Um, I think he could be nice. Like, are they gonna have? They're gonna need someone to be that passing down running back. Um, they've said early on in camp they envisioned it being him. They didn't address the position in the draft. They haven't, you know, addressed the position in free agency. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's walked, phased him out of the offense towards the end of the year. Um, all reports are good for Jerome Ford. They spent some capital on him the year before. Um, you know, when he got the chance to play last year, I believe he, you know was at least a decent amount involved in a couple of games. He looked nice. Um, was really good in passing game. Obviously, needs to improve as a runner. That's what you have Nick Chubb for. Um, so I think he's someone that you can be, you know, very easily acquired. Um, you know, for a third round pick, someone's probably going to be willing to ship him off for that. Um, so I don't mind me some Jerome Ford, to be honest. Yeah, I think I hope the listeners got something out of this. But um, you know, if you've Need something to take away. I think it's Jerome Ford and it's Tank Bigsby. I think they're a couple of sleepers, a couple of people you can get acquired cheaply, and I think they will be really handy. Um, Frank, Dave Warner, out. Pretty funny. Oh, gee. Can't say I'm surprised. Yes. Um, while we're here, let's, let's talk ashes. <laughs> um, 
What do you think of Johnny Bairstow walking out of his crease? Just give me 30 seconds. Oh, he's out. He's out. He shouldn't have walked out of his crease. Um, like him, you're okay. The fact, I get that it's like the, the complaint about, oh, it's not in the spirit of the game. Like, I get you right. But it wasn't like he wound up and threw the ball at the stumps after he walked out. Like, it was all one motion. He'd been, Apparently, they'd been doing it um, the over before. They'd been seeing him do it. Continuing to do it, um, and then as soon as he's basically taken the cat, taken the catch um, behind the stump, he's thrown the ball all in one motion. You didn't wait for him to walk out, then do it. Um, he's thrown the ball. He was still in his crease, but after he threw the ball, the ball was in the air, and then he moved out. So, yeah, no, you're out on your bike. Have a cry, Suki Palms. Yeah, unreal. Um, well, Frank, I'll leave you to it. Thanks for the podcast. I thought it was fun. Um. You gonna watch a bit of cricket now, or what are you gonna do? Uh yeah, I'll probably flick it on for a little bit, and I'll probably be asleep in the next probably hour. I've got to be up early, rise and grind, Andrew. You are a real grinder. I've um, I'm on a week off running, so I've got nothing to do. It's fantastic. Oh, do you have to have a week off, do you? Well, Frank, my legs are very sore. You go run uh twenty one k's as hard as you can, and get back to me and see how you feel. I probably wouldn't be able to get back to you. I'd probably be dead. <laughs> um, but yes, listeners, thank you once again. Follow the podcast on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts, the Twitter at the FB Addicts. Um, yeah, we'll be coming at you hopefully once a week, twice a week with NFL Dynasty Fantasy Football um, episodes because the AFL Supercoach thing is uh, getting a bit boring because everyone's out of trades. But um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed me and Witty's little side Side thing for a bit there, but for now, it's going to be focusing on NFL Dynasty Fantasy Football. Um, follow me and Frank, both at Andy FB Addicts at, and at Frank FB Addicts. Um, yeah, we'll be coming at Adam again later this week or early next week, Frank. Um, anything else to add before we sign off? No, nothing else to add other than thank you for coming on with me, to Andrew. It's always a pleasure. Um, take care, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. Sounds good. Talk to you then, Frank.